Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to another Monday of... No One Gets Away With Anything. Today with you we are Ariana Lopez. And Jose Rafael Chaneri. And today we're going to talk about a really weird concept. There's two ways to make an episode. Um, o todas las semanas pensamos en que vamos a decir y lo tenemos súper preparado. O literalmente el día que vamos a grabar llegamos y decimos y que... De que vamos a hablar hoy. Uh -huh. And then it's like, okay, today in my life this happened, so we're going to talk about this. Exactly. Pero esta semana es distinta. Sí. Apenas terminamos de grabar el último episodio que ustedes escucharon, se nos ocurrió inmediatamente, tipo, la discusión fluyó hacia esto. Apenas terminamos mm -hmm. y dijimos, este es el próximo episodio. El próximo episodio. Y además eh, tiene un nombre súper fancy. Es demasiado cool. It's called Suspension of Disbelief. En español, eh, la suspensión de... Suspender la incredulidad. La... Incredulidad. No. No eso. Incrédulo, incredulidad. No sé si es la palabra. Pero hay que. Para cuando escuchen el episodio, el otro episodio ya tendremos. Exacto, ya lo habremos descifrado. <risa> <risa> bueno, básicamente, vamos a explicar what suspension of disbelief means according to each of us. Yes. O sea, en términos bastante teóricos, the suspension of disbelief means willingly not. Doubting the evidently questionable things about something. Exactly. Wow, very, very well put. <laughs> right. Very good. Um, yes. Es como cuando pasa algo muy, 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 muy absurdo y no dudas de eso. Es decir, cuando imagínate que llega Hagrid, te toma la puerta de tu casa and says, You're a wizard, Harry. Y tú dices, Sí, I'm a wizard. That's called suspension of disbelief. Y bueno, basically this came from discussing about politics and the way in which we see the models that organize our societies and our political structures. And I was telling Jose that currently in my political theory course, our teacher taught us a book, like with a book that's called Inventing the People. And the author of the book basically says that we believe in fictions. Monarchy was a fiction or is a fiction. The church is a fiction. Democracy is a fiction, and basically, we as civilians, as as humans, we suspend the disbelief because there's evidently a lot of things about the church that can be very questionable, but still we find it more convenient to believe in them than to question them. Hmm. And those days, from my point of view, we suspend disbelief to enjoy I feel like that's the purpose of suspension of disbelief. Hmm. I'm going to... Disagree, as usual. <laughs> yes. No, not completely. I agree that we, 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 of course, we suspend disbelief. By the way, que ya pensé un poco en... Sería suspender. Mm -hmm. No la incredulidad, sino suspender el hecho de no entender. O suspender lo imposible. Okay. Porque al final estás permitiendo que lo imposible suceda. Uh -huh. okay. Pero básicamente a lo que voy. Creo que es una parte. Pero creo que that's not it. Ok. There is this thing where like if something is fake. Have you ever, did you ever watch Soy, Soy 101? Uh -huh. Claro, mi amor. Obviamente. ¿Tú te acuerdas del episodio de Tripiante? No. Ok. For those of you who don't know. Uh, there was an episode in which one of the kids wanted one like to create a slang that actually like catched on in the world, and he said in Spanish because I never watched it in English. He said tripiante, 
Y nadie decía tripeante, porque qué random decir tripeante. If everybody had, it would have been a suspension of disbelief. And nobody did. And it's for a reason. I think I'm going to go back to the wonderful, wonderful Jordan Peterson. He has a, a series of debates with a man named Sam Harris. Sam Harris is a very fun intellectual. He believes in religious experiences, but he doesn't believe in religion. He's an atheist. Okay. Es decir, él cree que si tú meditas y bajo el efecto de ciertas drogas o meditando o encontrando la plenitud absoluta en tu vida física, puedes llegar a tener experiencias religiosas pero no cree que Dios existe y cree que lo que está escrito, es decir, los, los grandes libros, la Biblia, el Corán, etc., no tienen una realidad... Este, palpable. No palpable, sino aplicable a nuestra vida moderna. ¿okay? Y Jordan Peterson, su carrera también se basa en analizar la Biblia y utilizar historias de la Biblia y aplicarlas a la vida Okay. de ahora y en verdad tiene full sentido en muchas cosas las que dicen pero el debate es burda interesante porque they started debating in a stadium that was full uh, 3500 people 35000 people yeah 35000 people in the stadium and they were going to do one hour of debate and, no one hour and a half of debate and one hour of questions okay and they asked the like what well, they were talking about truth and they didn't get to debate all that they wanted to debate and they asked The audience, like, do you want us to do questions or do you want us to keep going? And the audience said to keep going. And they did it for two days in a row. There were no questions. There was only, like, listening to them talk. Y cuando le hacen el interview a Jordan Peterson de esto y a Sam Harris, ambos dicen tipo, this wasn't, like, a normal discussion. This was, like, a, you know, PhD-level thesis discussion and everybody was following it. Mm -hmm. And the discussion about truth is something, like, There are things that are provably true, tangibly true, mm -hmm. which are scientifically proven things. Those are true, okay? Okay. You know, water is, it can have three states or whatever it is that is scientifically proven okay. fact is like truth, truth. Mm -hmm. it's, it's physically true and metaphorically true. I think that's, that's the way he puts it. Then there's things that are metaphorically Incorrect, but they are actually true. Como I don't remember. Let me see. Metaphorically incorrect, but actually true. For example, mind games. Things that you think would be one way, but they are the other. Exactly. Illusion hopticas can be like one of those. Things that are metaphorically true, that aren't necessarily true, true scientifically. Okay. Like truth isn't Like, one thing, it's a spectrum. And it's not necessarily a spectrum, like, when people are like, well, I'm kind of lying. No. So, it's a spectrum in the sense that, literally, the reality is not one. The is also a spectrum. Like, literally, light, what we see is a spectrum. And there's this thing where, like, truth can... He puts a very good example, which is... Games. If you... Why do you play games? To have fun. Yes and no. Okay. Why else do you play a game? When you're a kid, why is it important for kids to play with other kids? Socialize. Exactly. Because life, in a way, is a game. There's two types of games. There's infinite games and there's finite games. 
Finite games are games in which the goal of the game is to win the game. Mm-hmm. Infinite games are games which the goal of the game is, is to, to keep play. the game going, mm-hmm. to make the game infinitely playable. Mm-hmm. Life is an infinite game. We're playing so the next generation can keep on playing, mm-hmm. right? So we're not playing just for fun. And the same thing happens. There's things, there's rules of that game that if you use correctly, you keep on creating truth. Okay. Entonces, para mí, suspension of disbelief is things that are physically un- incorrect, but that are metaphorically true. Okay, sí. Sí, me explico. Sí, entiendo lo que quieres decir. Es, es complicado. Sí, no, it was an intricate, o sea, fue una manera un poco complicada de llegar, pero sí entiendo lo que o sea, quieres decir. O sea, única... es una idea compleja. Es una idea demasiado complicada. Pero no hubiese podido llegar de otra forma. Es muy cómico porque el carajo está hablando de los niños y porque tipo los niños juegan. Mm-hmm. Y una de las cosas que explica es tipo, tú, un niñito de dos años o tres años ya sabe cómo jugar, pero no sabe decirte las reglas. Exactamente. We're three-year-old kids. We don't know the rules. Es que, bueno, lo que estábamos hablando el otro día, o sea, básicamente todo mi curso de teoría política, it's based on the following question. It's like, why are the many governed by the few? Entonces, básicamente, the many is the kids that play the game without knowing the rules. And the few, which would be the people in the government, for example, if we're speaking about that type of example, um, would be the people who set the game rules and the game grounds, right? Why do you not know the rules when you're a kid? Because you don't have to. Like, you don't need to know the rules in order to play the game. In theory. O sea, no te tienes que saber las reglas escritas. No, no tienes que saber explicar las reglas Exacto, para, jugar. para poder jugar el juego. Lo mismo pasa con la religión. Lo mismo pasa con democracies and representative fictions. Lo mismo pasa con las monarquías. You do not need to understand how the church was built or how is supposed to God like exist if you want to believe y si te conviene creer tengo una mejor el dinero money is a suspension of disbelief absolutamente money has like money used to have a physical backing mm-hmm. para los que no sepan the gold model era que cada país tenía eh, el valor de su moneda en el banco en, en oro mm-hmm. eso dejó de pasar este hace ya mucho tiempo y ahora literalmente el dinero es it's actual fiction like there is actually no real thing behind it except that the government guarantees that it exists and so the stock market bitcoin uh, nfts they're fictions they're liter- it's so cool they're literal fictions that we believe in our everyday life mm-hmm. and you can actually like you can see it with bitcoin tipo lo puedes ver como tipo now bitcoin is more accepted but nfts they're fictional to most people they don't exist Nobody can tell you how a fucking Bitcoin works or how... Well, I can tell you how Bitcoin works, but I can't tell you how an NFT works. Not really. But there's probably someone that, that can. And those are the people playing the game who can explain the rules exactly. to you. Exactly. And it's also like you, could under, like, you could explain how it works, but what it, I think what's harder to explain is like, why did we decide that that's going to work? You know? And that's where I believe suspension of disbelief comes in because like... Let's take the example of money, right? We know there's a lot of elements of the way we see money that not necessarily have an explanation or a set of things that left us for the money to exist. Like, o sea, no, no hay una razón por la cual el dinero, la forma que nosotros lo conocemos, es la mejor forma para intercambiar valor. Pero como por default, eso es lo que nosotros tenemos. Mm. Entonces, 
¿Por qué nosotros simplemente como que dejamos que esta forma intangible de intercambiar valor se mantenga de la forma en la que la conocemos y evolucione en la forma en que está evolucionando? Porque es conveniente. O sea, a nosotros nos conviene que cada vez necesites menos monedas, por ejemplo, o necesites menos cash y todo sea más digital, lo que significa que es menos tangible, de cierta forma. Y lo mismo pasa, por ejemplo, con la religión. O sea, tú... A veces es incluso menos conveniente saber las cosas que ignorar lo que se interpone entre tu propósito y la realidad. Es decir, a veces conocer más de la religión hace que tu fe se vea afectada. Claro. Si tú necesitas más a la fe que el conocimiento, tú vas a evitar el conocimiento para sostener tu fe. Hay un estándar ya. O sea, básicamente, en algunos casos puede aplicar. Entonces... La yeah. forma en la que yo veo suspension of disbelief es como... Hay cosas que simplemente es mejor no buscarles explicación y aceptarlas como son, porque te ahorras problemas. And that's why we need suspension of disbelief every once in a while. I don't like that. Okay. I don't like avoiding. I hate that. <risa> Pero es que a veces hace falta, o sea, no todo True. tiene una hey, explicación. Hey. True. Evidentemente, hay cosas en las que literalmente... Ok, esto, esto está cool. Hay cosas que son tan complejas... Que la única manera que nosotros la podemos entender es volver a la ficción. Exacto. Y ahí es cuando te puedes equivocar. O sea, la, como que la belleza de la ficción es que pueden tener errores y los errores no les van a desmontar. Ahora, si los errores se empiezan a acumular y acumular y acumular y hay gente que se empieza a dar cuenta, ahí es cuando se te va a caer la ficción. Y las ficciones no son eternas tampoco. Obviamente. Pero, pero te voy a lanzar una. Okay. Que, que, a ver. <risa> Yo creo que the suspension of disbelief as a phenomenon is pointing to meaningful things. Okay. Entonces, where do you, we've established that religion is important because mm -hmm. there is suspension of disbelief. And you can say, you can call it faith is important exactly. because there's a suspension of disbelief. Money is important because there's a suspension of disbelief. So it's, it's a core thing in our world mm -hmm. because we have, so es tan importante que we have decided to believe this thing that is absolutely fictional. So that's mm -hmm. how important it is. What else did we say that was a, a suspension of disbelief? Politics. Politics are a suspension of disbelief. <laughs> They're part of the social contract. Uh -huh. Okay? And it changes. That sí. fiction changes Evolution. depending on where you're from and exactly. evolves. Awesome. What else do you know? What love. other examples? Love. Awesome. <laughs> love and marriage. Love. Yes, I don't know. Yeah? Love is a suspension, an absolute suspension of disbelief. Why? Okay, the example I was going to give is that when you come into a relationship and we've said this a million times like you become a very vulnerable part of yourself and there's a stage of when you start to know this person in which you question whether or not you should expose yourself this much and that's when you go little by little and the more they show you that you can keep going you will keep going or that's more or less the idea of it right sure. so The suspension of disbelief is saying, okay, the doubt that I used to have about this person seems to be sideways or seems to be incorrect. Hence, I will stop doubting about him or her and I will keep showing myself more vulnerable. Eso es lo que voy. O sea, cuando tú empiezas a salir con alguien, tú dices, okay, los voy a conocer, los voy a llevar a conocer con mi familia. Y tú en todos los casos, o sea, por muy linda que tu relación pueda ser, siempre existe la posibilidad de que esa persona la vaya a cagar en algún momento, o que tú la vayas a cagar en algún momento. Y esa siempre puede ser una razón para la cual no quieres como introduce them to your family, for example. Because it's like, if it's at some point going to end, then why should I just 
give myself the trouble of putting him into the situation. Pero tú en ese momento dices, okay, I'm going to suspend my disbelief. Y voy a decir, okay, voy a creer que esto no va a pasar. Y me voy a creer el cuento de que esta persona se va a quedar conmigo por el resto de mi vida. That's a suspension of disbelief. Yeah. And that's, where you, that's when you show the other person that you trust them and you love them and you want them to stay there. I'll go a step further. Okay. And it's more than about love. Okay. Every single time that you decide to trust one, someone, you're suspending disbelief. Exactly. Absolutely. A leap of faith. You can either fuck it up or you can, you know, it's like, it can be useful. Why do we do it? Because we need it. We need, sometimes we just need to forget and stop thinking. So sometimes reality is so overwhelmingly real that you need something meaningful, not something true. Mm-hmm. And you need something that gives you hope and doesn't give you the fact. I have something else for you. Uh-huh. Okay, so there's a finite set, there's an infinite set of possible solutions for any problem. Mm-hmm. Yes? So we have an infinite cantidad of respuestas para cualquier problema. Ahora, la cantidad de respuestas para ese problema que sean correctas es menor. Ahora, la cantidad de respuestas que sean correctas y funcionen para ti, para mí, para tu familia y para mi familia, para nuestra comunidad y para nuestro país, they become less. Mm-hmm. I think that's why how suspensions of disbelief are born. Porque la pregunta es también como que cómo se forma something that you believe out of absolute fiction. It's not just oh we're gonna believe this is what would be good for you. Well, if these things were this way. And then if you ask enough people, the idea becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And the reason why you can believe it is because you didn't do it. You can't explain it. Mm-hmm. You said it yourself. The more you are able to explain the less faith, the less you actually believe in it. Mm-hmm. The people who know more about money think they can control it. Mm-hmm. The people who know more about faith sometimes are driven off the path sometimes become more and more religious. Mm-hmm. What I'm going, where I'm going with this is, maybe, suspension of disbelief is the tool that we use to grab the infinite problems that we have and find one solution to one problem. Mm-hmm. The infinite variables that we have and create a solution that works for most of them. Sí. Or, or at least a solution that gives you the feeling that you're solving something. Hmm. Y por ejemplo, think about it. Our grandmas, right? They grew up in a society that was, for them, if they're women, less logical and way more emotional. En el sentido de que ellas no tuvieron, por lo menos mi abuela, por parte de mamá, she didn't have the chance to like go to college and stuff like that. So for her, her life was my family and God and, you know, where I come from. It's more like, They have a rather simplistic approach to life en el sentido de que su objetivo siempre estuvo muy claro, ¿verdad? Cuando tú le preguntas como un advice a tu abuela, o por lo menos me pasa a mí, o sea, su respuesta siempre es como evidente para ella, porque solamente tienes una estructura de pensamiento. Y cuando estás así, es muy fácil suspension of disbelief, porque solamente crees en una cosa. Y como que darte la tarea de empezar a cuestionar la única cosa que crees es tan contraproducente que you just don't do it, ¿verdad? Y pasa con las estructuras sociales y la forma en la que ves, por ejemplo, la homosexualidad o que 
alguien en tu familia rompa los patrones que se están haciendo antes, si eso va en contra de tu estructura de pensamiento única, todo se te cae tan abajo que simplemente es mejor no pensar. No obstante, si pasas a la generación después, que vivió como un, una, un yeah, childhood o una, un estilo de vida que les permitió como que contemplar distintos escenarios y distintas formas de pensamiento, cuando van a buscar una solución a un problema, contemplan más variables como posible. Cuando nosotros vamos a buscar una solución a un problema, we struggle so much because we think about so many possible things that could happen because we've seen so many possible things in the past. Entonces es como que suspension of disbelief es darnos el placer de que nuestra mente deje de funcionar por un momento. Y por ejemplo, para personas que son tan ansiosas en overthinkers like we are, sometimes, o sea, yo lo veo como simplemente agarrar todas mis, todas mis dudas, decir, ok, I'm not going to use you now, ahorita necesito creer en algo. And that's when I suspend this belief, because I need to stop. Ok, but then, this is, me encanta, porque esto, this is what we call a microchasm, ok? Everybody's a universe, todos, todos tenemos... Me encanta esta frase, cada quien hace de su culo un florero uh -huh. Y en cada mente hay un universo sí. Entonces, ¿qué pasa? You are creating your own Suspensions of uh -huh. disbelief The problem with our generation Is finding a good And the annual problem with our generation <risa> eh, ¿Cuál es nuestro problema? Que tenemos tantas cosas en nuestra realidad Que es exactamente lo mismo que les pasó a nuestros abuelos Lo que pasa es que el sistema The, the suspensions of disbelief That they have had in their lives were given to them. Okay. Were established for them. Okay. Yes? Mm -hmm. O sea, a ellos le inculcaron la iglesia, les inculcaron las setas. La familia. La familia, las necesidades sociales, etcétera, que ellos en Venezuela en ese momento les inculcaron la manera en que ellos crecieron. Cuando lo empezaste a decir, totalmente cierto. Mi abuela, súper religiosa, mi abuela se casó a los 19 años, creo, a los 17 años. Este, a los 19 ya tenía dos hijos, me explico. O sea, una sociedad muy, muy distinta. When you break down those beliefs that you have, that you believe in religion, that you believe in this, when you break it down, when you start to doubt it, the world open up, opens up, possibilities open up. And then it has opened up to a point, like you said, that there are so many possibilities that what you need to do, what every single human being needs to do, is decide what suspensions they want. Porque nos dimos cuenta que having... And that's, I think this is an ode to the biggest fiction of all, and I think an, an amazing one that has been working for a very long time, is the Enlightenment. Enlightenment values are individualistic values. I think that everyone should have the capacity to learn enough and study enough in their lives, and I mean this not only academically, but like experience-wise, mm -hmm. to understand what the things that they want to suspend disbelief for. Okay. Y como lo dijimos al comienzo, suspension discipline is pointing towards something important. You need to choose the things that are so important to you that you must create a system that creates unto itself. And I'm going to give you my... The thing that... The reason why I told you that it's not only to enjoy. And it's also the reason that I, why I think it's pointing to meaning. Movies. Ajá, eso yo también lo veo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> movies, movies are suspensions of disbelief. Absolutamente, pero ahí baja lo mismo. That's, it's to enjoy, to have a good time, to like... Why do you watch a movie? Because you want to forget about your reality and you want to think about something different. You want to enjoy, you want to... 
Have a nice time. O sea, tú nunca vas a ver una película porque quieres pasar un mal rato. Horror movies. Claro, pero las vas a disfrutar. O sea, si tú si te gustan las películas de terror, no las ves. Yo a mí no me gustan las películas de terror, no las veo. Pues yo veo otro tipo de película. Ok. O sea, si tú ves películas de terror, te gusta la adrenalina que te da el terror. Pero al final, al cabo, lo estás haciendo por tipo, it's an act of self-love. <laughs> Or social pressure, either. Yeah, true. Social pressure more in my case. Bueno. But... I don't think so. I think so. I mean, you'll, you'll, you go to a movie to have fun. Of course you do. I mean, it's the obvious thing. Of course <laughs> you do. But what is... Y aquí estoy sacando una página completa de Jordan Peterson. What, what is, why do you watch The Lion King? Because it connects you with the idea of love, of peace, of a world in which... In the end, what triumphs is the nice things of the world. Literalmente, por eso ves películas así. O por lo menos, that's why I watch kids' Or movies. Ratatouille. What's the message between Ratatouille? I watched it, tipo Ratatouille. El otro día la vi. Uh-huh. What's the message between Ratatouille? Anyone can cook. Okay. You can be a rat. And okay, you can cook. entiendo a lo que vas. Entiendo a lo que vas. It's not only enjoyment, it's hope. Okay. And it's seeing somebody else struggle through life doing... As bad or worse than you, and get to do amazing things. That's why religion is so important. It's people who were badly downtrodden. Isaac in the biblical stories. Isaac, Isaac era literalmente what today would be like a 40 year old virgin living in the basement of his mother's house. Mm-hmm. And he was told by Jesus, like, get up off your ass and have an adventure. And he did. And it's like, mm-hmm. you can't get more pathetic than that. And that's why the story matters. That's why it's so important. That's why it's... And when you watch The Lion King, you were that little kid walking around the jungle where you're like, sí. you shouldn't walk through that neighborhood. If you walk through that neighborhood, something bad's going to happen. And something bad does happen. And your dad might die. Or Pinocchio, you're a little puppet controlled by your mother or by your father or by your school teachers or by the bully. And eventually you realize that you need to cut your strings or you're going to be the worst possible version of yourself. And you do, and you have to rescue your father. And once you rescue your father, you realize that you're already a person. Mm-hmm. All of that is like completely centric to who we are as human beings. And I think that's why we watch movies. That's mm-hmm. why we read books. And that's why we have suspensions of disbelief. Bueno, es que, perfecto. O sea, es que lo que acabas de decir, como que, it clears my mind. A ti no te pasa que de vez en cuando, cuando, okay, we were speaking last time about hard times and how either hard times force you to reinvent yourself or if you can reinvent yourself without the hard times, ¿verdad? Partiendo de la premisa que you can reinvent yourself without the hard times, it means that in your mind you picture a scenario or a life that's different than the one that you have and it gives you hope to achieve things that you cannot achieve under your current circumstances. Yes. Nothing factual changes of your scenario. What changes is how you see it and what you do with it. Exactly. Movies, what, do, what, what movies do with you is that they open your mind to a possible fiction of your life in which you can do things that with your current fiction you cannot. Yeah, por eso, we believe in the things that we see in the movies. We believe in the things that we're told by religion. We believe in love. Because under those premises and in those fictions, we can thrive as humans, even, perhaps even better than why we thrive in our current scenarios. Damn. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
I, I read the other day that the biggest, longest going story in human history is Marvel. See? Marvel Comics. <laughs> no, no, like factually speaking, like it's the longest running story in human history. Not because of years, because of pages, because of amount of characters, storylines, etc. It's the longest running story. Can you believe that? The biggest fiction. It's the biggest fiction. Why is it important? Uh, the, the interview, for those of you who don't know, Stanley is co-creator of, of Marvel Comics. He, is, he died recently, may he rest in peace. Uh, he appears in every movie. He has a cameo in, in most of the Marvel movies. And he had an interview about Spider-Man. And he said, you know, I, we, we didn't really do this on purpose. It just turned out like this. Mm. The reason why Spider-Man is the most popular character in Marvel Comics is because you can be Spider-Man. Spider-Man is completely covered up from head to toe. Mm. He doesn't have a color of skin. He could be... Whoever you fucking wanted. That's why Spider-Man is so important. Because the disbelief was in the character. It was really easy to suspend disbelief with Spider-Man. Yes. It's super easy. And New York's a crazy city. So you might think about somebody, you know, swinging. <laughs> Around the yeah. buildings and stuff. So. I'm going to go one step further. With suspension of disbelief. We have said that it is a necessary fiction. That we create in order to simplify the world around us and give us enough hope to keep going. Mm -hmm. But in our life, especially tipo tu y yo, I'm 21, you're 20. 19. You're 19. I'm a baby. You have a, when's your birthday? September. All right. Right, right, right. What day? 28th. 28th. You're two days after my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Um... Well, you're 19, and we're in that moment of our lives where we haven't really cemented what we believe in. We're in that, I think, it's called the messianic stage of our lives. Before you're 32, you're 33 years old, which is the, the, the death of Jesus. You're in the messianic stage of your life, which means that it comes from Messiah. Basicamente, que queremos salvar el mundo de todo. Queremos arreglar el universo. Well, then you're 34 and you're like mm, okay I'm gonna deal with my shit I'm gonna be a greedy capitalist <laughs> but before we're, we're the, I think the goal of the messianic era isn't really to save the world it's to have a, create a structure that's good enough a base of experience in life that is good enough to put us on the next level so that when we end our messianic stage We have enough substantials of disbelief to give us hope for the future. Uh -huh. Because what's the typical thing that happens to a 35-year-old? Oh, Midlife crisis. Midlife crisis. I have no meaning in my life. I am working every day to pay my rent or to pay for my mortgage and nothing's worth it. And I'm gonna... I, I studied this for four years and I didn't do anything and I've been working and... That... Tipo ese, ese, ese diálogo de pensamiento negativo, narcisista... Este self-destructing is the product of not having meaning in your life, mm -hmm. of not having built enough systems of suspension of disbelief sí. so that your life can work. And that's what we have to do right now. Mm -hmm. So, before we end, uh -huh. tell me some of your systems of, of suspension of disbelief. Okay. Es que me voy a meter por la tangente, pero lo acabo de pensar. For example, 
for me, it's like I was taught that, for example, alcohol and drugs are a bad thing under almost any circumstance. Hence, no que lo que no se te ha perdido. Sabes, mi mamá siempre me imagino como que, sabes, la gente dice probar no sé qué, and that's okay, pero de probar a veces pasa, okay, I'm gonna do it every once in a while, and from every once in a while you go to do it every day, and from every day you end up not being able to get rid of it. Entonces, no que lo que no se te ha perdido, y eso es algo que, even if you try to convince me otherwise, I decided to not believe in any reason for which me, for I, for which I would do it. So that's one of the suspicions of disbelief. La otra, la fe. O sea, yo siempre digo, yo creo en Dios porque me conviene. Es verdad, because it's like, I go to church and I pray because I believe in God, but I believe in God because it helps me have faith. That the things that I want and the things that I need and the feeling of being accompanied is something that I can get. That's why I believe. And that's why I give in return because I also think that that feeds my faith. I have no reason for which to believe that, but I do. Este, and my, yeah, love, relationships. It's like, me he dado cuenta muchas veces que las relaciones se prestan para cuestionar mucho. O sea, y creo que mientras más estás dentro de una relación, no sé si más cuestionas, pero todavía no llegamos. Cuestionas cosas más grandes. Exacto. Because it becomes more important and you have to ask Ajá. more important questions. Ajá. Y hace poco... O sea, yo me dije a mí misma como que... O sea, de vana, la única forma en la que yo me empiezo a disfrutar esto más es que yo deje preguntarme tantas cosas y empiece a disfrutar las cosas que tengo. Literalmente como create a fiction in my mind in which I can be more relaxed and have more fun aunque las cosas de facto no hayan cambiado. Te tengo una. Ok. Tengo esa fiction y tengo como regla que every time the fiction breaks, really breaks, You sit down and talk about it. Okay. Because that's when... You, you shouldn't worry about every little question. Mm-hmm. You, you can. And if you have the ability to do that, awesome. Mi relación, en general... Hemos pasado mucho tiempo hablando de preguntas. De tal manera que... Cuando tenemos que hablar de preguntas son muy pocas. Mm-hmm. Entonces, evidentemente... Es más cómodo. Mm-hmm. Pero porque nosotros hicimos eso desde el comienzo. Y fue una cosa que, que nos funcionó a nosotros. Ahora... Si yo tuviese demasiadas preguntas, and the, in the beginning they can be very overwhelming, um, I would do that. Like, create, draw a line of how you think your relationship works. And every time that line is broken, you can talk about it. Sí. Not talk it to death, talk about it. Try to solve mm-hmm. it together. That's a, that's a good Thank you. use of suspension. Okay, look, bueno, de nuevo no vamos a ir un poco de donde, pero I'm going to explain where it comes from. Like, I think we're stage of a relationship en la que yo... O sea, siempre te dicen como que tú tienes que estar con alguien a quien le puedas contar tus preocupaciones. Y es verdad. Mm-hmm. Pero no sé si es algo también, quizás tenemos las mujeres que pensamos un poco demasiado muchas cosas. O en general, algunas personas pensamos más que otras. En la que, o sea, cada cosita es como... A possible worry or a potential worry. Y estaba en una situación, o todo está en una situación en la que todas esas cosas pequeñas se las decía o se las digo. Y lo conversamos súper. Y él me dice, como que sabes, tipo, yo estas cosas me gusta que me las digas y no me molesta que me las digas. Pero sí siento que, que o sea, llega un punto en el que hablar tanto de tantas dudas hace más mal que bien. Y está bien entender cómo funciona la cabeza del otro y tal, pero si son como que cosas que ya después también son repetitivas, es como que, ¿sabes? 
ya estoy en un punto en el que I need to just, you know, also make a peace with myself. Y yeah. esas cosas que son repetitivas como que las tengo que resolver conmigo ya, porque si ya las hablé con él dos o tres veces. A lot of times it's not their problem, it's yours. Ajá. Uh -huh. Y esa es la otra. The thing about relationships is that they bring out the best and the worst in you. Sí. And they bring out the best and tell you keep going and make it better. And they bring out the worst and tell you you have to I deal have with this. this. You have to deal with this because it's a problem. And if you don't deal with it, we're going to go away and we're not going to bother you. But the next time, we're going to be too close for you to move away. Mm -hmm. says, I would write them down. Every time you have a worry, write it down. Mm -hmm. Give yourself two weeks. If in two weeks, the worry hasn't resolved itself, y vas viendo cuáles se quedan. Y si tú en dos semanas sigue ahí, bueno, lo vuelves a hablar. Si lo has hablado dos o tres veces, tú dices, hmm, this is maybe something I have to fix with myself. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's something that they have to fix with themselves. Pero yo tengo una regla. If there's a problem that doesn't fix itself, and it is by the hierarchy of who I'm going to blame is me first. And if I search three or four times, I haven't found any blame in me, then I can say, maybe I'm being stupid, but... Mm -hmm. I see this. Like, only after a whole process of woo, elimination. And, and, exacto. Tipo, at least that's what I... No, sí, do. siento que uno como... Yo inconscientemente hasta cierto punto lo he hecho. Con algunas cosas. Y la mayor parte de las veces me he quedado en yo. Sabes, como que no me he descartado el panorama. Y eso es súper bueno porque al final... You don't know where people are in your lives. Mm -hmm. And we have the suspension of disbelief. We're going to be together forever. I believe that very, very thoroughly in my family there are many cases of people who met at 12, 13, 14 and they are married and they are together and I would love for that to happen to me mm -hmm. and I'm working for that but you never know why people are in your life and they're here to teach you a lot too and you're really here to learn a lot too so well, you were, keep going We went deep into love, but you had more to say. No, esos son mis tres, creo que main suspension of disbelief. I have, everything's going to be fine. Like, cuando yo estaba en Moon, en cuarto año en Chiverato, mi mamá me acuerdo perfecto que tuve un mes para sacarme la visa americana. Y fue un fiasco. It was so difficult. I had to go, and we forgot a paper, and when we went back for my passport, Because my mom grabbed my brother's passport. And when we came back to the embassy, I was one hour late. And I was underage. And my mom was supposed to accompany me into the room. But the, the guards didn't let her pass. And so I had to go alone. But if I went alone, they weren't going to give it to me. But I went and I smiled and I talked and it worked. But it, my mom, during the whole time, every time something happened, I was like, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And my mom was like, Jose, believe that it's going to work. Fake it till you make it. Fake it, fake it till you become it. And I think that's one of mine. You know, mm -hmm. so my suspension of disbelief is I have a plan. I have made myself a plan. And I can believe that I'm losing at the 89th minute, two goals down, and I'll score three. Like Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. Madrid. Okay, yeah, I cut it. Yes. And that's one. That's definitely one of them. And if I stop believing, That's an alert. That's something that's, hey, something really is wrong here. Mm -hmm. If I stop believing, it's like, hmm, are you okay mentally? That's, uh, the, for me, that's a sign. It's, 
you need to check on with a psychologist or something because there's something hay algo en tu mente en tu en, 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 en tu psique que no está funcionando correctamente y me encanta me encanta porque es un, es una buena alerta bueno y ahorita que dijiste esa te deja el fourth one y es everything happens for a reason and that's one of the most absurd statements you can ever make but it works for me yeah. y es parecido everything's gonna be fine because it's more like if something bad happens it means because something better is about to come entonces a mucha gente que yo soy me dicen como que are you really are you really telling me this and I'm like it works for me one of my best friends lo voy a nombrar porque I want him to sue me eh, Luis Fernando Sosaya siempre me dice como que cuando digo cosas me dice, me dice como que do you want me to draw up the probability of things being <laughs> <laughs> always happening for a reason and I'm like yeah go ahead try and when he finishes and he tells me something like 0.0000001% I always say you know you did that for a reason <laughs> He's like, shit. <laughs> um, second one, I don't know. Um, there's one, and it's... Okay. Like, you keep going. You have to. And that applies to everything that applies. If I'm doing something in my life, like university, and I really feel, you know, I'm done with this, there's a problem. There's something. Mm. There's something to, to catch. There's something to see. And the other one is... There are beautiful things in the world. And that's a really tricky one. Mm. Because we don't believe... That's always true, especially in our regular lives. O sea, tú puedes pasar tu vida. ¿Cuántas personas aquí que están escuchando ahorita me pueden decir que han visto algo bonito en su día? I have. Can you remember? What's... I saw my mom's face. Oh, I saw my boyfriend's yeah. face. <laughs> Harry Styles album came out today. That oh was beautiful. <laughs> uh... Yeah, but. Creo que mucha gente como que obvia ese lado de la ecuación, como que there's beautiful things in the world and if you don't stop and look at them, I have to. I have to, every once in a while, stop, look at the beautiful things in the world. Sí. And the last one, you're not alone. Mm. Which is crazy because you're alone, you're born alone and you die alone, but now you're not alone. And you can't stay alone. Sometimes I'm very comfortable. I know and I have to remind myself that I have family, I have friends, I have a girlfriend, and that the world is bigger than just whatever comes up in my head. That's... Have you ever spent a day, or like, have you ever had a day in which you don't text your girlfriend and it's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? No. Simply, always like... simply put, I can have low contact, mm-hmm. like... Hey, good morning. I love you. I'm very busy. I'm sorry. But never not text. I don't think so. She might correct me and throw a book at my face. Nope. Apparently not. I, I, I don't think so. You? No, it's más tipo... It's like low content. So, for the my part, it's more like... I appear at some point of the day. I have one last thing to say. Okay. This is the suspension of disbelief. Absolutely. The podcast. 
We, we haven't even released our first episode yet. We're very excited because we're going to be releasing the podcast. You're going to be listening to this in like a month. <laughs> or I, in like I, November. Half a, yes, <laughs> in like half a year. Uh, we've been doing this for half a year. Yes, we've been doing this for six months. And we've prepared a lot for this. Y lo vamos a publicar el lunes de esta semana. O sea, que es 26, 23 de mayo. Para que tengan una idea, whenever this comes out... Yeah. This is when we recorded it. Exactly. Uh, but the the fact that we believe that this podcast is worth something and is going to work is an absolute suspension of disbelief. And it's exactly. crazy. But at the same time, I can see the benefits of it already. Yeah. So it's como que whatever the outcome of the project will be like and how people will receive it, I've already gained something out of it. Absolutely. Uh, this is therapy for me. Absoluto, no, y it's, it's like... Son 400 euros al mes. Ahorrados. Pero sí. Yeah, I think it's, it's been... It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. One last suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. No one gets away with anything. No, but that's not disbelief. <laughs> well, yes, maybe. Depends. But it's true. That's the point. It's, it's one of those things where it's true and it's meaningful. And so, we're right. Thank you for listening to us. Yes, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you listen to Harry Styles' album in November. By November, at least. Come on. Let us know what your favorite songs are. Although it might be a a bit old by then, but it doesn't matter. I want to know, please. I hope he brings another one out by then. No. And, um... See you next Monday. No one gets away with anything.